0: have a roofing project whether you're doing a small repair or a full job the Home Depot has all the quality GAF roofing products needed to get the
1: job done save up to 10% with bulk pricing on full pallets of shingles and complete the job quickly with the full assortment of roofing accessories all the GAF products you need available at the Home Depot GAF we protect what matters most
0: I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feelin' my baseline, feelin' my, feelin' my baseline. You feelin' my baseline, you feelin', you feelin' my baseline.
1: Good morning, or afternoon if you're on the East Coast. And welcome into SANT Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and myself, Sammy Georgour. This is SANT Sports, and this is Sports on Tap. And you are watching episode 448. Welcome in and happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I'm your co-host, Sammy Giorgior. And
0: I'm George Giorgior. And we're
1: coming at you live and direct
0: from the Sant Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports. And for those listening on the podcast as well, this episode is brought to you by Sonshop.com. Sont, that's spelled S-O-N-T, shop.com is the best place for all your sports trending gear. We got goat shirts for whoever you think is the greatest of all time and that's not just, you know, number 23s. Those are also, you know, you know, and football number 12s, just a whole bunch of different sports and soccer Cristiano Ronaldo number 7, things like that. So if you uh LeBron in Miami number, six. In Miami, number 6. So if you like sports gear, go to sonshop.com today. And, you know, I got a really, really important question to ask my co-host and brother here right now. Sammy, what is this?
1: This is Sports Radio Redefined. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. And let's get into it. We're going to do our part two of uh, what we were doing yesterday, the worst contracts in sports. But first, I'm going to give you a quick hashtag of the day, George really quickly and then we're going to get into the breaking news that just happened and then we'll get into the rest of today in sports Fantastic. and uh part two of why the contracts etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, but before we do get started too really quickly i want to mention um you can find us whether you're on the podcast or watching live uh you can find us on instagram facebook youtube or twitter at Sont sports that's at s-o-n-t sports and if you are listening on the podcast um We do go live 10 a.m. every single day on those platforms, so go check it out, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, All right, George. Uh, Today's hashtag of the day, before we get into the quick breaking news, um, today's uh, hashtag of the day is hashtag why I joined Twitter. It's a trending
0: topic. Wow, that's a great one. Uh, Why I joined Twitter, I can tell you exactly why when it first came out. I joined, I was in college, and I joined basically anything that came out. I mean, it was pretty simple, but, you know, it's something new. You wanted to get into it. People didn't really know what it was. And at first, it's like, what am I going to do with Twitter? Oh, I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, I ate eggs. But then you kind of realize quickly when news organizations started putting news out there and people started putting opinions out there and going back and forth what Twitter was going to become. And... The one thing I want to say about Twitter, and I've told you this before, it's the only social network that was like, nah, we're staying to, true to what we are. Facebook has gone so many different directions and tried to do so many different things. Instagram got stories, pictures, commenting. Twitter's like, nah, you just tweet 140 characters and move on.
1: It's not 140 characters anymore. Not but anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah. but it, Well... So they're staying true. They did not stay true to that. They actually made you be able to type in way more a little longer, long, double, yeah. almost double. It's like 200 and something now. But um, they did stay true to the basics. You, you post a picture or a video and some words or you post some words. Um, although all social media kind of started with people. If you look back at your social media, depends on how old you are, I guess. For us, when social media started, we were younger. Um, for like adults, maybe it's different. But for if you look back at your friends and art, I've seen the 10-year memories of some of your friends' stuff on Facebook or me and my friends, like, when we just typed really dumb stuff, like stupid captions on Facebook or Twitter or posted just, like, of a picture of us sitting on a couch that's, like, not actually like, just dumb stuff. Or or, or
0: even today, like, what's been going on in the news lately where, you know, when no one really knew what the ramifications or impact of social media was going to be and you have, you know, a couple former baseball players putting in, like pretty racist stuff or homophobic stuff but which they're using more slang which in their high school days some of them was known to use those type of slang words
1: yeah it, it it's a place for people just in general yeah that's that's a way more harsh example yes but i was just talking about like you're talking about serious ass examples i was yeah. talking more just like people post on dumb, dumb stupid stuff when we we're young in general there's are the harsh ramifications of that too and that's that's where all social media started but now it's become more of a business more about expressing who you are it's become more about what are your views and it's very interesting how it's become that the reason i joined twitter was just because when it came out i also wanted to join everything that's not true sammy and i you you wanted to to follow me that's not true either (laughs) i joined twitter because i wanted it to be a place where i can just read stuff and i noticed that it was kind of trending that way i would go there and It would be the new version of, I don't know if many people know this, uh, when you had the um, T9 texting phones, there used to be those things you could text to check scores. For info, remember? For info and stuff like that where you can try to check your fancy stats and all that. Twitter kind of helped that, and I know internet helps that too with ESPN app and stuff, but... I feel like there was always something else you wanted on your phone that was a little simple that was like not just going to ESPN.com. And Twitter kind of became one of those things where you can look up names and see how a player did or like look up scores for a game. And I thought that was really cool. Um, And as you said, it's just one of those things that whatever comes out, you kind of just download. Right. And I downloaded Vine, never used it, but I downloaded it at one point. I would exactly. really never used that one, though, which was kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I don't know too many people who would use it. I knew a lot of people would watch Vines, but never anyone would, like, contribute to Vines.
1: Yeah, well, I, I probably knew a lot of people that contributed, but it, the thing with Vine was, like, if you didn't get good traction, like, it wasn't a funny, famous video, I feel like everyone just stopped trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so... Here's the breaking news, George. All right. Cause that was just the hashtag of the day. And it's also at national girlfriends day and we don't have girlfriends. So <laughs> we're moving on. I ignored that one. So it is urban Meyer. This is some dark news today. Unfortunately, urban Meyer of the Ohio state, of course, uh, has assistance abuse allegations in 2015 in which he knew about his wide receivers coach. I believe it was yep. Yep. Zach Smith. Um, Abusing his wife at the time in 2015. This is it, it came out earlier this morning, and then some more stuff has come out. And uh, it turns out he he knew his. There's texts between his wife and the and Zach Smith's wife, saying, "Oh, I'm gonna tell Urban tonight." And he's been covering it up, acting like he doesn't know. He's been caught lying about this, and um, I I just I'm very concerned for him because we know. He's obviously been one of the greater coaches in a long time, but it, it's looking like uh, he this is a fireable offense if it turns out to be true.
0: Yeah, um, and, you know, this day and age, you can't really mess with these type of allegations. You're going to have to take them absolutely super seriously. Um, if any of this, if this is true and they can deem it to be true, which it seems like they have text messages, so you can't really get any more true than that you have to do something with Urban Meyer. I mean, Ohio State, it'd be a very bad look if they don't do something to punish Urban Meyer, and I don't think it's two-game suspension would be really a, you know, it it, it doesn't fit the crime. I mean, honestly, it'd be hard for me in this day and age to keep him on as the head coach at Ohio State University because you're going to have the backlash from the media. You're going to have the backlash from the fan base. You're going to have the backlash from – you know, people who want to do the right thing, which is if you know, if you're covering up domestic violence, yeah, it's not obviously not as bad as doing domestic violence, but it is a serious thing to be covering up. And not just only covering up, but keeping the guy on the staff and keeping him employed and trying to protect. Basically, what Urban Meyer is trying to do is protect his own job because he thinks he's a good head coach over protecting the rights of a woman. And it just... I mean, I'm reading here, um, Jim Tressel, the former Ohio State coach, was suspended for two games, later extended a five as, as Ohio State's head coach for knowing his players received improper benefits from a tattoo shop. Now if Urban Meyer reportedly knew one of his assistants abused his wife and denied the knowledge and hit it, what it's is that? Worse. That's a fireball offense.
1: So but this happened last year, it looks like, uh, in 2017 to Colorado University Chancellor Phil DiStefano. Uh-huh. Um, athletic director Rick George and football coach Mike McIntyre, they were all punished for failures in the handling of an alleged domestic violence case against a former assistant coach, Joe Trumpet, mm-hmm. uh, Trumpkin. Uh, they served a 10-day suspension, all of them. That's it. And they each donated $100,000 to a benefit that goes for domestic violence awareness. Mm-hmm. The difference is sometimes when you're on a bigger scale, even if you do the same thing, it becomes a bigger offense. Right. So like I didn't know anything about this story.
0: Did you until now? No.
1: And uh, I, just because I Googled college football, domestic violence cases, and that was the most recent one before that, that's not involving just a player. Um, and there has been player cases in the last couple of years. Most of them have been, it looks like wide receiver for USC. Joseph Lewis was charged in a domestic violence case. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what's happening to him. Um, he was suspended from all football activities, actually. Um, so, but the thing is, when you're on a bigger scale, it becomes uh, it becomes a bigger problem. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, I don't know what the end true story is, and I hope it doesn't turn out to be anything that ends up being true, but it looks like it is. And uh, one big thing that you got to keep in mind here for um, for Urban Meyer and in this whole situation, right? Is if this is true, there's first of all no way not to to fire him or suspend him deeply, mm-hmm. and that's that's a big deal. And secondly, it's his job to know this kind of stuff. Yeah, if he doesn't know this
0: it. stuff, that's I mean that's just negligence.
1: Yes. And last but not least, there was a there was a big point that I wanted to make. I, I, I'm blinking on it for a second. You have to know. You have to, you have to, you know, obviously reprimand him. Oh, and last but not least, Ohio State football. I heard this somewhere today that in their locker room they have a like a plaque that says like you says something or it says one, the way you treat a woman is like the number one priority. It's something about no domestic violence in the Ohio State locker room. I have to look it up really quick. Yeah. If you,
0: while you look that up, I also want to point out uh, in something that people have been quick to point out today is the amount of. How loose Urban Meyer was even at his time in Florida, with a lot of players failing drug tests, kind of being pushed under the rug. Uh, Obviously, Aaron Hernandez was doing some crazy things while in college, and that kept being pushed under the rug, and was able to, um, you know, keep continue to play football. And I think a lot of that, and I think a lot of that has to do with Tim Tebow in general. I mean, I think Urban Meyer, uh, people forget that he's covered up a lot of things because he coached Tim Tebow, who's like you know the model citizen. So people forget that Urban Meyer actually has a lot of allegations of players getting in trouble, failing drug tests, things like that. I mean, the, and th- this is a, probably the biggest. I mean, when it goes all the way to, I can see if he doesn't know about a player doing domestic abuse or doing something like that. I mean, he's not getting text messages from, you know, uh, the girl, a player's girlfriend, obviously. If he was, that's bad, too. But um, it's a coach's wife. That, yeah. That's bad.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. And so uh, it was. It is true. They do have a a plaque is on the wall of their locker room uh, that says "Treat Woman with respect." Wow. This is like not a joke. This is on busted coverage. This is, this is not a Photoshop job. There's actually a picture of it in their in the locker room. I have to look it up, obviously, but it's uh It says "Treat women respect" on their locker room, um, because I think yeah something happened. There was an alleged oh Carlos Hyde assaulted a woman. Remember at Ohio State. Yes. So then they put he got dismissed from the team, which that mm-hmm. kind of tells you a little something. He got dismissed from the team, and they put up a plaque, and it's been there since saying treat woman with respect. Yeah, so and,
0: and, which is uh, obviously something you know you you should do uh, with with or without a plaque, but uh, it's just ironic. Yeah, that it's that, not about yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. not what I was bringing no, no, up I, about. No, no, I'm just
1: saying for for a team that literally pled like preaches this. It's, it's pretty insane that you'd have a coach who his idea was to throw this on the wall, and then boom, like you have this guy, right? Like, no, hiding this from, from people, from uh, hiding uh, this from administration and the uh, cops, absolutely. and whoever, which is pretty crazy. But all in all, I hope it's not real. If it is, he'll probably get fired. I'm assuming,
0: I, I'm assuming too. And then I think, uh, the. Problem is their head, their uh, associate head coach or second in line head coach is Greg Schiano, who's had also allegations of hiding uh, at Penn State that covering up some of that stuff. But he was he was found
1: innocent in court for yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, he could get a job. Yeah. I mean, he's he's had. Well, he didn't get the job
0: in Tennessee because of that. He got hired. Yeah, but Tennessee.
1: he got the he got Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coaching job, didn't
0: he? Before that, no, that was after. Like after the news came out of what he was hiding. Like, you you know what I mean he was so he was the Tampa Bay head coach after the, that time, but it was uncovered that he might have been part of the
1: thing after he was fired from Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. But then he was not guilty. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can't but, technically but, but, technically by law you can't be unconsidered because sure of that.
0: because I mean there's a big lawsuit going on right now between him and the University of Tennessee because if you remember last year he got hired at University of Tennessee and then. They fired him because that stuff kind of came back up. And he says, since I got innocent, how did you fire me? And there's a lawsuit going on now between Greg Shiano and the university. See, But that's my Minnesota. point. That's my point. It's yeah.
1: illegal to fire someone on something that they're not guilty for. That's like right. if somebody had a, had a case where it's like, oh, you went to jail, but it was like your company can't fire you when it turns out that it was not a real allocation for Correct. that reason. Correct. They can fire you for other, it has to be reasonable, what's it right called? At, uh, means of whatever. Um, means. Yeah, means, there you go. All right. That's all I got on him though. He's going to be fired if this comes out as fully yeah. true and he knew. If not, uh, I hope that the story in all forms from the domestic violence right. to here is all not true. Um, if any part of it's true, it's just an unfortunate situation.
0: I absolutely agree. Well,
1: let's, let's turn to a, a kind of positive note, but kind of a funny, not positive note.
0: Well, kind of positive. I mean, they did get their money.
1: That's true. So (laughs) we, I'm going to give you number 13 and then I'm going to talk about them for a minute because it's, it's, it's actually very fitting today. Um, so yesterday we did part one of our Worst top 25 worst contracts in sports history, and uh, it's coming from the biglead.com. It's written by Andy Nesbitt, but it's just a source for us to you know kind of find a list of 25 so we don't have to make one for just for a one or two day purpose. (laughs) Um, but number 13 on that list, George, was D'Angelo Hall of the Oakland Raiders. He was traded before the 2008 season, and they gave him a seven year, $72 million deal. Eight games in the season and a two and six start by them. They cut him. Yep, so nice. played one year of his seven-year $72 million contract. But you know why that's fitting, George? Why is because that? Because D'Angelo Hall officially announced his retirement about an hour ago. So it just kind of worked out very well. And he had one of the greatest quotes in the, quotes in the history of retirement. What's that? He came up on the podium and he said, If I could have just played against Jay Cutler more, I'd probably be in the Hall of Fame. That's Quote, unquote, what he said that, at the podium. No joke. That, in his redskins shirt. He's wearing a Redskins shirt. That is really, really, really funny. Like, out of all things for him to sit there and say, like, I'm retiring from football, he's at his Redskins Fred Conference, you know. That's- he said, if I played against Jay Cutler more, I'd probably be in a Hall of Fame. And I was like, man, how many Jay Cutler discussions have we had on this show about people arguing, is he that good, is he not that good, and we're defending him, some people hating. Like, this guy, Jay Cutler, just has so much, like, black and white love and hate for him. in in football okay question
0: i i I, there's so much i want to know about this are him and jay cutler enemies are they friends and this is just like a joke with each other i i really want to know more about this because that's (laughs) unaware about both yeah i know i know you are but like i wish i could ask d'angelo these questions uh, I'm going to probably look up, spend way too much time later on today looking up on Twitter or YouTube or, or, or Google. Sorry, not YouTube. I don't know. I'd look up YouTube to see if they had like a relationship or a friendship. And just, he's just kind of poking him in the ribs. That's hilarious.
1: I don't know. But I would also would assume that he's kind of being serious because when he went to Oakland, um, I think that's when Jay Culler was in Denver. And he would have played against him. So he probably ha- sure. played a good game against him or something and then got cut and then never got to play against him again in a division. So I'm assuming it was kind of true. But it was very fitting for, uh, for today and that he was the guy we stopped on yesterday. Let's move on to number 12, George, because we do have some today in sports today as well. Number 12, Matt Castle of the Kansas City Chiefs. After Castle chased in after leading the Patriots to a 10-6 and six record, when Tom Brady obviously um, hurt his ACL, he and the Chiefs agreed to a six-year $63 million deal. It's $28 million guaranteed. But in four years with the Chiefs, Castle only had one winning record and one trip to the playoffs before the team moved on and traded for Alex Smith. Um, Matt Castle, I hope this is not what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo too, but there's definitely been, not just in the Patriots situation, but there's definitely been these, you've seen it with Aaron Rodgers and Matt Flynn. Flynn, The Seahawks signed a big deal and then he lost his job right away to Russell Wilson. When these players fill in for these really good quarterbacks and win a couple games or have one good season, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This exactly. guy's so good. And then they go elsewhere, and it's not necessarily what you think. Right. I mean, look at Kevin Cobb when he was backing up Donovan
0: McNabb, came in, had a couple good games, went to Arizona, didn't do anything. I w- was talking to you about this. Who was the last quarterback? And we, I, I, this is last year, I think we talked about this on the show. Who's the last backup quarterback who did well in backup duty and came in, went to a different team
1: and became a good starter? Somebody gave us an answer to was was ha-
0: I thought it was Matt Hasselbeck.
1: It, it might have been Matt Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. Yeah. Because yeah. then he went to a Super Bowl at the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, It rarely, like literally rarely happens. Was Case Keenum technically a backup? Yes, I guess that's... He kind of worked out as of now, but he's only had that one one year. year, Yeah. So if he doesn't work out next year, it kind of goes back to...
0: Technically, but he wasn't like that backup that was like a high sought out after backup in the world was like going after him. He was kind of just lucked in his way in Minnesota. Like, who's that high profile? Like, Oh, I back up Brett Favre. And I now, uh, or I backed Case up. Case Keenum
1: now because Case Keenum now had his good year when he's not a backup yeah. and now he got the big contract. So if he doesn't do well in Denver, he falls in that because think about it. Yeah. Case Keenan was not a starter, like right. He, but he
0: wasn't backing up like a legend, and he was like the guy in waiting. You know, he was. That's he, true,
1: but it's not. It doesn't always have to be a legend that they're backing
0: or up. or at least a starter. I mean, he was. He couldn't get. Teddy a Bridgewater job. was a starter, right? But he got hurt.
1: Yeah. What do you mean? Or at least a no, starter. No. My,
0: my point was more of like, okay, so for example, uh, like you said, Matt Castle, right? He came in in spot duty, replaced a quarterback, and became. Went to another team and didn't do well. Kevin Cobb was a backup for Donovan McNabb. People couldn't wait to, and got a huge free agency contract. Uh, Matt Flynn, same thing, huge free agency contract. Case Keenum got cut by the Rams, was kind of a journeyman, was a third string quarterback in Minnesota, and then kind of got into the starting job. It wasn't like he was a sought after, like. Yeah, that's surprise. my exact
1: point. This year was his first chance. He did well. And now he got a big contract with Denver, so like it's just like Matt. Like if Matt Castle, even if he bounced on okay, three or saying. four teams as a backup before being a Patriots backup, and then got a chance, yeah, I see what and you're played saying. Good. No. I'm okay. just saying, yeah, I see what you're saying now. Forget if they were on multiple teams. Just like if you were a backup, and then you had one year where you got the full 16 games. I see which what is you're what saying. Case Keenum, yeah. Now now he got his contract. So if he, if he might if he plays bad next year, he kind of falls in that same like. Category. Oh, the magical year where you I weren't see really you, supposed yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah my point sense. was he wasn't supposed to be the starter, and he did good, yeah, ben, and then ben, he got a contract. Then he got a contract. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. Um, but we'll see what happens with him. I think you're right. He is a little bit of a different situation because he wasn't like backing yeah, up it's Rodgers. It's also a similar situation. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't backing up Rodgers or Brady. Right. Like, uh, number 11 is A.J. Burnett of the Yankees. Uh, they gave him a five-year, $82.5 million deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he turned 32 a few weeks after signing that deal. He was supposed to be with CC Sabathia as one of the best rotations. Uh, he went 13 and nine in his first year, and then he went a combined 21 and 26 next two years, and was traded to the Pirates um, shortly after. So, the, uh, almost a hundred million dollar deal. That was a lot in 10 years ago in baseball for a pitcher. That pitches won every five games. Exactly.
0: Um, the only thing I really want to say about this was AJ Burnett. If you we, we for some reason we randomly talked about him the other night, you remember that? Because we were talking about weird no hitters. He had yeah. uh, nine walks in a no hitter
1: once. Which
0: honestly shouldn't be a um, He's still no, no hit. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <But> it's kind <laughs> of
1: like a kind of a BS no hitter. It
0: is a BS no hitter.
1: Um, we have Eddie Curry, George of the New York Knicks. Everyone remembers Eddie Curry. Yeah, he. Um, This is the same Isaiah Thomas GM who paid another big man who's overweight and not good, Jerome James. Mm -hmm. Same tenureship, obviously why Isaiah Thomas is out of a job. Um, They took a big risk bringing on Curry, who had been diagnosed with an irregular heartbeat during his time with the Bulls, but somehow he still thought it was a good idea to pay him six years, $60 million. Um, He averaged 19-7 and his second year, which was great, but then... His third year, he played 10 games. In the fourth and fifth year, he played 10 games. So he well, had a good one year out of that six. Uh,
0: $60 million in New York City, if you have a kind of a little bit of an over being overweight problem, is a problem because there's some fantastic restaurants with a lot of curry. Wow. but
1: um, I, I, I'm here all day. Rick DiPietro is a hockey player who got a 15-year deal worth of, $67 million dollars. Um, How many year deal? Fifteen years. So oh, they must. They were. He really was a twenty-five-year-old goalie that got a fifteen-year deal. So obviously to go till he's forty. Right. Um, so the number per year is not that huge, but it's fifteen years. And said, I don't know about him. Obviously, did he live up to the deal? No, he didn't. Well, I had a couple of good years after the deal. Injuries limited him to just fifty games in a six-year span. How many games? It, Fifteen, six years? Yeah. So it's like less than 10 a year, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they eventually bought out his contract. They still owe him $1.5 million a year until 2029. Nice. <laughs> him and Bobby
0: Bonilla are, are hanging out, Good probably. Good Lord, till 2029. This yeah, is the New York Islanders?
1: Yep. Yeah, them and
0: the Mets, man. They
1: really yeah. like to give those long contracts. And the Knicks, obviously, give bad contracts. Yeah. Carl Crawford. This was recent from um, the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox... God, that's sad. It was in 2010. I just said it was recent. That's eight years ago. He signed a seven-year $142 million deal. Old there, man. He played two seasons in Boston, and he hit 255 and played only 31 games in his second season before being traded. So that's, that, that's pretty bad. That's not good. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Should we just move on to number seven?
0: Yeah, I don't got much to say about Carl Crawford. I got Uh, something to say about Barry Zito. Barry
1: Zito, the Giants, thought they were doing the right thing when they gave Zito a seven-year $126 million deal. Uh, But boy, did it go wrong in a hurry. Zito went from looking like an ace to having just one winning season with the Giants in seven years. Um did he have m- the knuckleball or some weird pitch? No,
0: he was just a. I, I don't think so. Either. I don't think he had a knuckleball. But I don't know if you were with me. We ha- was it you who took a picture of me and Barry Zito when he was on the Oakland Ace?
1: Mm, when you were uh, at Safeco Field at on Safeco the r- Field. third baseline? Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, we, I, we took a picture of Barry Zito. And uh, I looked him in the eyes and I was like, do not give this guy a hundred million dollar contract. He's not going to make it. So if you, if you need a guy just to evaluate a person, if he deserves
1: a hundred million dollars, I'm your guy. Ah, uh, He had the insane curve box. Now I remember it because in um, what's that in uh, the, the baseball games?
0: Um, uh, triple play. MVP.
1: No, what was, the, what was the main baseball game? Triple play. I don't think it was called triple play, but
0: yeah. Triple play baseball by EA sports.
1: Was there not just like a two K there's two K baseball. There's two K baseball and there's triple play. baseball. Yeah. I'm talking about like two K baseball type of stuff. Um, he had this insane curveball that literally would go from, like, the top of the screen to the bottom that's of the screen. That's right,
0: and you used to use him when yes. he was on the Oakland A's all the time against me and strike that's, me that's, out so much. That's I why, remember I, that. like,
1: his pitches would start at the top of the screen <laughs> right, and drop to the Right, bottom. I remember that. That's why I looked it up, and, like, I looked up Barry Zito. You and know, first thing came up was, like, an article about insane curveball, and I was like, that's I
0: remember that, and you used to play online with them, too, and you'd strike out everyone.
1: Well, and I'd throw the ball, like, at a random spot on the screen, and it would just, like fly like through the strike zone and people get confused. Good times. Number six, Josh Hamilton of the Anaheim, Los Angeles, something of Anaheim Angels, the worst yeah. name in sports history. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Angels cool, surprised everyone. They signed Hamilton to a five-year 125 deal. Um, they had Pujols, trout. They thought this was the missing piece of the World Series. Unfortunately, he had a drug addiction. Um, and they traded him two years later.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to make fun of drug addictions on the screen here, but I think I'm going to make fun of drug addictions on the screen here because I'm not making fun of a drug addiction. Don't worry. <laughs> what I was going to say here was a story about Josh Hamilton. So Josh Hamilton, as everyone knows, had a cocaine problem. And I had a good friend. Uh, I don't think he will mind his name being on the screen here. Uh, Rabia Suleiman. And he, we were at his first ever Seattle Mariners game when he, uh, probably about eight years ago, nine years ago, maybe even more. And Josh Hamilton was in center field. And I made the mistake of telling Rabia that this guy used to have a cocaine problem. And so Rabia started yelling, I have some cocaine. I have some cocaine as loud as he possibly can. And in center field at Safeco, for those who've never been to Seattle's field, it's not that far. So Josh Hamilton, um, Behind his back, gave him the uh, the bird, or for those who don't know, the middle finger, and then told the security guard and pointed out Ribet and got Ribet kicked out of the game.
1: Interesting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I know the guy. It sounds like something he would do. And uh, but it's a little <laughs> offensive. I'm not, I'm not much of a make fun of guys with drug addictions me, me guy either. I, but I'm just
0: making fun of the story because it was funny that. No, he, I said it's funny. I'm just you know saying. why you know why it's even funnier because he got um. Josh Hamilton, a few years later, got someone said he flicked them off in the in the outfield, and he said on Twitter, "I've never ever
1: given a middle finger or swore at a fan before." And I was like, "Yes, you yeah. have." Yeah, well, obviously, multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. Uh, Albert Hainsworth was number five. The Redskins wasted no time in signing Hainsworth to a seven-year, hundred million dollar deal. Um, it's widely considered one of the worst in NFL history. Obviously, and he was kind of an overweight, lazy had no work ethic type of guy. So this was obviously one of those that was kind of crazy. And then he got traded to the Patriots, right? And played kind of decent on the Patriots because they find a way that. to they that. find a way to get the guys that have the problems on other teams and make them good. Um, but I remember when that was signed and how big of a deal it was because it's, that was a lot to give yeah. a, a defensive, defensive player, yeah. Um, that much money. It was pretty insane.
0: Yeah, I got nothing to say much about Albert Haynesworth. I, I I've kind of have – he's the first guy. Here, I'll, I'll actually say something. He's one of the guys on this list. Today, I had a lot of stories, two stories about people. I have no story about uh, Albert Hainsworth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> neither do I. Uh, number four is Mo Vaughn the, of, the again, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They uh, – let's see. He was a Red Sox slugger, and he had – he was the MVP in 95. Um, but then they uh, gave him a six-year $80 million deal. He – uh Never hit over 300 with the Angels and missed the third year entirely due to injury and then traded to the Mets.
0: Um, Mo Vaughn was cool, and uh, I'm glad the Angels make mistakes.
1: Yeah, I hate the Angels, so, so it's always good when they make mistakes. Exactly. And they obviously made one of the, the not the least mistakes of all time by give, by drafting Mike Trout. Absolutely. But I'm glad that, that they can't make the playoffs, even with the best player in baseball. Me too. And I hope Mike Trout leaves in free agency same and to the national league let's just get him out of the
0: american league i don't care where he is
1: honestly i don't care if he torches the mariners i just don't want him on the angels i fair, just don't like fair, the angels. fair enough um gilbert arenas who we talked about yesterday um he hit the lottery of course with a six-year 111 million dollar deal he played just two games that that season um and then he was suspended for most of the next season due to a handgun violation and then he was later traded to the magic and uh and then barely played then, so he played, I saw it yesterday, I told you, in a four years, 3 years span, played 17 games and made like $62 million.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's a whole lot of money, and I just want to point something out here. Had, I like to, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. If you're watching for the first time, I'm not George or Sammy, I'm G. George just letting you guys know.
1: Oh, uh, it's flipped on the screen. Yeah. The, these Twitter handles are flipped. So just, just so you know, I know some people already know that, but... Uh, Michael Vick is number two. The quarterback became the highest-paid player in the NFL uh, when he signed a 10-year $130 million deal. That's pretty big that's back of Back then, that's yeah. huge. That's more than some players. That's what I'm getting now, a $37 million signing bonus. He was 24, so it made sense. But uh, unfortunately, he then pled guilty and spent five hundred million. 48 days in jail after pleading guilty to dogfighting charges. Yeah. Which th- was one of the most interesting stories ever. And he's done a great job of being one of the best recovery Right. Because people. because he actually,
0: like, if you go watch his apology speech, uh, he, he was the best apology speech I've ever seen. Because he you could tell he actually meant his apology.
1: Yeah. And I think he realized he was just immature and stupid right. at the time. And if you go through his, like, little documentaries that I, I went to, Michael Vick's one of the most interesting he, this is a guy that I actually like to speak on right now because he's actually he's one of the most polarizing maybe players in NFL history actually if not the most polarizing for a quarterback at least oh in absolutely. NFL history where every kid wanted to be Michael Vick now like he made football not cool again but he made it really cool to be like a quarterback you yeah, know
0: yeah he redefined the quarterback position
1: and I think he made it more of an option for black kids to grow up thinking I can be a quarterback and use athleticism and arms. It doesn't, it's not just about being a pocket quarterback. Like I can use my speed. And I think you started seeing in high school and college, more black quarterbacks that were probably more athletic than the white guys and Mm -hmm. using both their arm and their leg talents. And I thought it was kind of polarizing. And if you watch the documentary, it seemed like Michael Vick did was involved for a little bit in the dog fighting. And then it became a thing that he tried to get out of while he had this like pretty much this this like ring in his basement that was going on every day mm-hmm. and he kind of couldn't get out of it until right. it was stopped by feds pretty much. Um, it's one of those things that teach you how hard it is to, if you are young and you do get big money and you have bad influences around you that... For some of these people, it's really hard to get out of that bad trend. Uh, Absolutely. Michael Vick was just kind of one of those people that had trouble getting out of his bad circle.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said that so well and so eloquently, so I I got nothing to say. That's a a perfect. I appreciate the eloquently, but it it wasn't
1: eloquent. It was more just. It was eloquent, I thought. Huh.
0: I really did. You painted a really good picture on that and like you, know, you gave some good advice too. I just
1: think he was the most polarizing football player of my lifetime. I wrote letters to Atlanta Falcons to get Remember I got his signature yes, in the mail. Did, yeah. I was I bought a jersey of his. I think you had a white one. I had right? no I had the white uh Virginia Tech one. Yeah, and oh, I so I bought two jerseys. I had a white stitched Michael Vick jersey. It had the red like not stitched one, just like the print yep. ones. Um I remember I wrote a letter to the Atlanta Falcons talking about how big of a fan I was and they sent me back. I think it was not an actual autograph. It was a... No, no, it was. It copied. Was, I think no, it was I a think, copy. I think it was a real autograph. I'm pretty sure it's copied. Um, I have it still, so I'm pretty sure it's copied. But it was a... Like, they sent me a picture with, like, an autograph. And, like, that's how much Michael Vick to me was, like... I think Michael Vick was the reason I liked football. I, I mean... I was I've, in fourth grade. Sammy,
0: <laughs> do you remember playing
1: Madden when Michael
0: Vick was on Madden, and, and it was a rule if you played against other people, against a computer. You can't player. scramble. You can, no, or you can't play with the Falcons, or you can't yeah, scramble. Because
1: he had a 99 speed where if you just ran side to side, yeah. you'd score a touchdown yeah. eventually. And I remember that was like my guy. So for me, it was really disappointing when that happened, but yeah. it is what it is. People, you I I still find that to be maybe the biggest,
0: like, non. Actual like game on field game stuff story in the history of my
1: lifetime in sports.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy yeah. that that happened.
1: Um, there are some cra- Aaron Hernandez might be a crazier off field. But do you think it was as big? Because I don't think people cared as much about Aaron. Oh, Hernandez. you're talking are... about just like the size of the story. Okay, yeah. maybe not as big, but like Aaron Hernandez is obviously crazier. Yeah. yeah. Um, number one, Jamarcus Russell, the man, number one pick in the twenty seven dra- draft, twenty seven two thousand and seven draft. Uh, six years, $63 million deal before um, even getting to training camp. He held out, of course, um, and he just won seven games and threw for 18 touchdowns, 23 picks before being released. Um, he battled weight issues, and uh, he was – been called the biggest bust in nfl history one thing i want to say about that is kind of relating back to what i say i said about obj i say about a lot of players if a player is holding out it tells me something about his maturity and where his mindset is especially a guy who gets drafted Mm -hmm. and has not even signed his first nfl contract you are a new draftee do not hold out like Even for players right now, Le'Veon Bell was seen at a strip club last night, like while the team's at training, which we'll get to. It's in today in sports, but like when I see players do this, it tells me about where their true mindset is, and I hate it.
0: Uh, No, absolutely. Um, So I this is random, but the other day I don't know why I did this, but I was looking up what where is Jamarcus Russell now? Good news, he's kept most of his money. He owns like a farm in Birmingham, Alabama, where he's from. It's pretty sweet. And he's living his life, and he's a—I uh, think either the quarterbacks coach or at the head coach. Uh, high at, school, right? At a high, at a high school. I think he's so, a head coach. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he's. From what doing, I watch. It, at least he's doing fine. At least it—it's not a story of a guy who got his sixty million dollar contract and spent it all. And is on, you know what I mean? At least there's you know, like some. Po- at least he's able to do that. Part. A lot of the players who
1: got out of the league early are doing fine of different leagues. Mm-hmm. I think one bad example is like Robert Swift from the Sonics. Obviously, right. didn't go well. But you look at like the Brandon Roy. A lot of injury problems had right. to leave the league. He's a head coach of a, a good team now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Greg Oden. I just heard him on a podcast the other day, and he's talking about how he's going. He's in college, finishing his degree. He has a daughter. He's living an amazing right. life. He's happy. Um, I think when you get out of the league early, you realize that this money is not going to keep coming and you probably have to figure it out. I think we see a lot more problems, I feel like, with people that have been in the league for like five, six years. Yeah, like the Antoine Walkers who got them, and they stayed in the league and tried to... Yeah, and like Vin Baker got a big deal and he was in the league for like 10 10 years. Yeah, yeah. but like they think this money, these paychecks are forever going to come. I think when you get out of the league early and young, you have you learn right away like this is not going to stay consistent yes yeah, that's, that's you got to be point. careful um all right Giorgio, let's get through some comments and then uh let's do some today in sports and then uh, perfect and then we'll, i'm going to pull up some instagram comments as well perfect and then um we'll do today in sports tomorrow just to fyi to people we i have a topic about uh, the nba signing a deal with mgm for gaming partner stuff Ooh, and we're going to be talking shoes tomorrow uh, puma there's a big new espn article which Me and Jordan will talk about kind of the the new resurgence of what Puma is trying to do in the sports world. So we have a big Puma Sports World shoes, basketball shoes talk. And we'll talk about basketball shoes in general in the sports world. But let's get to the comments from our Instagram page, at that being said pod. Um, If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at that being said pod. That's just our podcast, Instagram. Of course, we still have ads on sports. But um, every day you can pose a question on there, too, and we'll answer that as well, just like on the live comments. So go ahead.
0: Absolutely. So I'm going to just go through some of them. Some of them, if we find it to be long topic, we'll talk about it. Now If we'll just go short. Parker underscore TY underscore B says, are the Jaguars underrated? Sammy, quick hit it. What do
1: you think? Did he say Sammy quick hit? No, I'm saying. Oh, it's like.
0: I'm going to make
1: this a quick. All these topic. should be quick. We yeah. Comments are quick, usually, unless yeah. somebody poses like a redu- ridiculously amazing question. Um, that's a good question, though. I think they're properly rated. I think they made the AFC Championship last year. Right. I mean, um, I don't see that happening for them two years in a row. So I wouldn't necessarily say they're under or overrated. I think their biggest issue is the quarterback situation. I mean, mm-hmm. defensively, they're great. And they have decent pieces around the offense, like the great pieces. I mean, they have a good, a decent O-line, a good O-line actually, right. top 10 probably. probably O-line. I know last year they were like a top five or six O-line, um, a running back who looks like he could be a top five or six running back in the NFL, right. some decent pieces on the wide receiver end. The quarterback's the issue, um, but with the quarterback, is he... Not is he so bad that they're going to hold him back? I don't think so, but can he improve enough to help them take the next step? I also don't think so. So yeah. I feel like they're right there. They were probably,
0: I think they're actually slightly overrated. I've seen a lot of people like, you know, for example, Tony Romo picking him to go to the Super Bowl this year. I unfortunately think they're going to take a step back from being from like a 10 and 6, 11 5 team to more of a 9 and 7, 8 and 8. I still think they're a high level team, but in that division. I think they have the worst quarterback in the division and that's always a problem to have the worst quarterback in your own division i mean you got the colts with andrew luck coming back the texans with deshaun watson coming back and the titans of marcus Mariota, who i'm not high on but you know a lot of people are and he is still a pretty good quarterback but now here's one thing that jaguar fans can hold hope for deshaun watson injury history injury kind of injury prone andrew luck injury history i'm gonna say it, injury prone and when you have uh, Marcus Mariota, who's been injured in each and every one of his three seasons, so with some luck, I think they're they finish third in this division. But they could easily finish. third. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have the I have the Texans winning the division, the Colts second, and the uh, Jaguars third. But I believe all three of those teams are all between eight and eight
1: and ten and six, and it's really a close race. I think they're winning this division pretty easily this year. I mean, if you look at the Texans, although they're going to obviously have a better quarterback situation with Deshaun Watson coming back again, their roster is nowhere near the Jaguars. The, the Colts are going to have Andrew Luck. That's great. Even if he gives them six extra games, seven extra wins, they're still probably not at the level that the Jags were at last year. Mm-hmm. The Titans literally made the playoffs because Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson are hurt. And that's kind of the reason they were able to win enough right. games and sneak into the playoffs. I I think it's I think this is a Jaguars division just as like unless they have some injury problems I think this is clear cut their division this year because this team has probably one of the top five defenses in football um, have crazy defensive talent everywhere the best running back in the division uh, I think probably the best wide receiver core in this division it dep- I mean the Hopkins is obviously great for the Texans but it's kind of a one-man show there yeah um, they literally their quarterbacks their flaw, but it still it didn't hold them back last year. So I don't see why it would really make them throw go back back that far this year.
0: Yeah, I mean I just think with the having the worst quarterback in a division really hurts. But we'll see. I, like I said, between eight and eight and ten and six, all I think that division's gonna be lumped up
1: all at the top. I think it's gonna be a really tough division. For the first time last year, though, we did see two teams in the Buffalo Bills and the Jaguars. Actually, for a first time in a while, I feel like go to playoffs without having necessarily a star quarterback. That's a great and point. I think that's what happens when you build a team with like that good of a defense. That's that a good that's of of a fan.
0: That, I mean, that's very true. Which was
1: which was kind of weird. Yep, for the first in it the same doesn't happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Kyle Dove's Z says, and this is question. Sammy's gonna like and uh, is do you think LeBron? I think the referring to LeBron James. Will play less off the ball this year with the likes of. Ball, no pun intended. Rondo and Ingram. Do you mean more off the ball? We'll we'll play less. He says we'll play less. uh, Oh, we'll play less of the ball. It says not off. Yeah, it says of of the ball. Yeah,
1: so he'll play off ball more. Um, yeah, and I think that's why they got Rondo because if it was just ball, we might be having a little bit of a different uh, situation where if ball's on the court. Also, Ball had some early injury problems in this career. Right now, I think with Rondo and Ball, it gives LeBron an opportunity at all times to have somebody on the court where he can play off the ball, and I think that's that's why. If you ask, heard his interview today. With- Yesterday with Rachel Nichols asking about or how you feel about like maybe one of your last years of your prime, he's like this is not the last year of my prime. I know, and it's and, not, and it's not, and that's. I think it, I heard Colin Cowherd say that this morning today talking about Kobe Bryant. He said when Kobe Bryant was in his 17th season, he was having 26, 27 a game until the Achilles. Here's the thing, Kobe Bryant would never play with less the ball in his hand. Less Lebron's the kind of guy that would be willing. I feel like obviously now to play off the ball more mm-hmm. and. He's going to, and that's going to preserve him so much. Where I think he's still going to be dominant for another four to five years. Yeah. and I think I think he's going to be one of those guys. That it's not going to be an injury because for some reason he's been blessed. You never know. Knock, knock on wood. wood. But uh, I I could see him being su- super dominant till 38, and then just having an extreme fall off in a year where Same. he just doesn't understand why his body doesn't play the same anymore mm-hmm. regardless of an injury so i think he's going to play off ball and it's going to preserve him a lot during the season and he's still going to get buckets he's still going to get his assists, and he's still going to get his rebounds yeah. and i think he'll rondo and lonzo ball are the perfect point guards for him to obviously play off ball
0: yeah absolutely and i believe with him uh mostly this year what i'm i expect is is to see a lot of first, second, and third quarters of LeBron not handling the ball much, and then handling in close games, especially handling the ball a lot in the last eight, you know, eight to ten minutes of the game, and getting the ball in his hand then, and kind of being a closer more than a guy who has the ball in his hands the whole game, and then you know that preserves him all the way up into the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, obviously LeBron James probably would get the, handle the ball a little bit more, but I think to preserve his body and with the amount of ball handlers they have, as Sam, you said, with Rondo and Ball. Yeah, I mean, you might as well let those guys handle the ball, and LeBron can pick and choose his spot. That's
1: why I also don't think he's just going to be the closer. I think I think Rondo is going to play a lot of valuable fourth minute, fourth quarter oh, minutes absolutely. this year, and he's actually going to have more ball handling than LeBron. Because the thing is, I think this will be the first time since Kyrie, so since like a year and a half ago, that LeBron could actually trust someone to have the ball in their hands outside of him in a fourth quarter, and we saw how successful that was. It brought them an NBA championship mm-hmm. against the best record team of all time in the Warriors and that was because LeBron actually had somebody that take some of the ball handling and that's where he's always going to handle the ball because he's LeBron James but when Kyrie was there there was somewhat of a 50-50 split for a lot of the time and that's where it's going to be at I think this year where it's not much of a scorer but it's going to be a guy like Rondo, where he can trust to distribute it to the right spot.
0: Absolutely. Uh, someone
1: commented AC Milan. Uh,
0: that's not how questions work,
1: but thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe <laughs> and a, say, AC Milan
0: fan. Probably is AC Milan fan. George uh, Sammy on Instagram says that's George, me. please give a list of five positive things about James Harden. No sarcasms. Or unsub, what's unsub? Oh, unsubscribe from the podcast. Right. Well, no, you won't because you're a part of the podcast. I can still I can you, I'm going to give you five positive things about James Harden. I've been thinking about these. Fantastic beard. One. Great fashion sense. So you like
1: beards like that? It, it looks great on him. He does. He's, he's he's definitely become a lot more handsome with that beard yeah, than he, what he, he looked like without a beard.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I agree. That's one. Great style. I like how he dresses, and you know that. I think at he least. He has sure. some serious swag. Serious swag on. Two, Adidas's shoe that they made for him is really cool. Cooler than a lot of the Nike shoes coming out. Absolutely. He is a great strip club goer. I've never seen anyone who goes to strip clubs as well as James Harden does. And fifth, I actually like when he, his little snobbiness at, on, on interviews. Like, like I don't really like the media that much. So I'm just gonna at least he stays to brand and he's self-aware about that brand. There's five positive things about
1: James Harden. Well, tomorrow I'm going to have a different one for you <laughs> on the court stuff. He's great. Um, is that the last question there? <laughs> that was the last one. there. Yeah. All right. We're going to get some Facebook comments and do a quick five minutes on today in sports, and then we'll be back tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow we're talking Puma basketball shoes, shoe culture. We'll probably talk about Adidas and what James Harden has done for that brand, which yeah. he's done a lot. He's done a lot. Um, Devin says, "What's up?" Jacob said, "What up?" Blessed to blessed another day to be great. Let's go. Let's get it. Um, Jacob West, our intro music. Uh, Devin said, "I made it one Twitter account when I was a freshman. Immediately forgot my password and haven't made another one since." He's like, "Boy, is my profile embarrassing? Corny stuff. We thought we was cool, and that that was kind of that's what people used to do. It's just post. I went through." like the back end of my facebook and i was just like what are these stupid pictures oh. i'm posting and just I, the captions some people post i know like i have a picture like
0: of like me and a friend just but it wasn't us and we we're running and danie thomas tagged thomas and george and it was like two like fat guy's running like like why, know, we like why would stuff? we post this stuff
1: um sweet cc was telling Devin twitter is the best um, and he's Devin said I feel like I wouldn't be able to catch up in the Twitter world. It's very easy to catch up
0: though. Devin, here's something about the Twitter world that I want to let you know, and anyone who doesn't have Twitter actually Twitter is a community that's very inclu- uh, inclusive. If you come into Twitter, Twitter opens you with open arms.
1: And Twitter is literally like dominated by the NBA. Yes. So, Devin, you would De- really enjoy it. Devin would be NBA Twitter yeah. is the, like whatever the summer. Devin needs a Twitter. Yeah. You'd love NBA Twitter. Like it's like literally a term is NBA Twitter. Yeah. Um, Sweet CC said uh, that Jacob West, he said, she said, Hey to West and said, your music's hot fire. Thank you for supporting the movement. And he uh, just released a new pack uh, yesterday. yesterday. So, so check we'll those check out. out. Um, Sweet CC said, uh, it's easy. You'll love it. Just follow things and players you like and your experience will be a lot better. That's what I do. If you get friends in the process, then cool. If not, just enjoy what you like. Um, Yes, Devin, get on Twitter. It's the best. And uh, he says Ohio State's coach is on hot water, which he truly is. Victor Simpson said, "I have a feeling ball might get traded if the Lakers start off slow." Though Ingram and Kuzma get to benefit for a lot from LeBron's presence, and I expect Beasley to be their spark plug. Um, Lance Stevenson is a spark plug. Beasley is a a spark. spark plug. Uh, Josh Hart might be a little spark plug off the bench. Rondo's kind of, but not really a spark plug. He's competing for the starting job. Yeah, exactly. I so um, I don't think Ball's going to be traded. I think this notion of Ball being traded or like he's going to be off the team is, is ridiculous. LeBron I, I, has literally spoken about Lonzo Ball. And when LeBron says he likes somebody, he's probably going to be on the team. Yeah. I don't
0: know why a lot of people don't like Lonzo Ball. I know his dad's a little loud and stuff, but I like Lonzo. I, I, I He's a stat cheat stuffer, and he plays really good team defense. I actually think he's going to work out great with LeBron James.
1: Yeah, and he he literally does. He's a little modern-day Rondo. Yes. But shoots probably better, even though his shot's still awful right now. He probably shoots better than mm-hmm. Rondo because Rondo really can't shoot. So. Why not let L- Rondo teach him a little bit and, and see what happens? Londo, uh, you, like. Rondo. I like That's that. That's a good one, right? Rondo. <laughs> All right, George. Let's just spend like a minute on each of these, and we'll get going till tomorrow's we, topics. I know um, one, is
0: gonna, one of them is going to be, and I'm ready to hear what you have to say about it.
1: What? The fight. No, I forgot to include I that. To bring I already that spoke about that a lot. Tristan Thompson uh, punched Draymond Green in the face. Um, <laughs> yeah so the story fully was reported yesterday somebody brought it out yesterday um and then jason mcintyre interestingly enough from the big lead or yeah. from fox sports whatever you want to say he's from he's
0: like i've been waiting to, on the story for two weeks he's well, heard about well it. he has because yeah. he
1: said before tomorrow show on july 19th because he was going to fill in for the herd mm. he said i hope somebody breaks the nba fight i just heard about it. apparently went down to la club no spoilers though um, and then now yesterday he said, finally, I can talk about this. And so he said, Draymond went up to apologize to Tristan for what happened after game four. And this was at LeBron's mm. SB after party out of all people. Of course, TT said, nah, man. And Draymond tried again, said, come on, I didn't mean it. And then whap, Tristan leveled him with a punch. Draymond did not go down though. Uh, but Draymond was not the aggressor and was trying to make peace with Tristan and felt embarrassed by the end of the finals this moment and just unloaded. Uh, Couple of players I spoke to in LA and on social media went with "quote unquote" about time. Couple things.
0: Uh, one, it was about time. Maybe <laughs> we can't argue about that. Yes, Draymond's annoying. Two, Tristan, it's you, you can't you can't hit a guy if he's coming to apologize. However, we don't know how it really went down. So I I've been thinking about this quite a bit. Draymond Green doesn't seem like the type of guy that if he came up to you and goes, hey, man, uh, I want to say sorry. Nah, bro. We're cool. Get out of here. He probably was like, come on, man. What? You, you don't want to be sorry? You're not – Draymond obviously didn't just like say, oh, come on, please accept my apology. Disagree strongly. But
1: you you yeah. think he this, did these, that? these guys aren't like monsters. Like, No. no, he is an, Draymond Green's I, friends with LeBron James and he's at his party. So I do believe he was like, come on. I didn't really – like just because you're – Draymond Green. Doesn't mean you can't be like, come on, man. I didn't mean it. It's all good. Man. I know, but
0: I think he was drunk and was being more of an annoyance and then got punched in the face. I mean, I don't know why, or, or Tristan is just a huge asshole.
1: I disagree with that also. When two people, when people are drinking, mm-hmm. this is not the time while Tristan might be with his, like with his wife or with his Kardashian clan. Yeah. Where a guy said, you're not cut from the same cloth that I don't fuck with you. And I don't want to talk to you. And like, you're a bitch. It's not the time to apologize to a guy because maybe Tristan's drinking and in front of his family, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy that like literally embarrassed me on live television, like is saying sorry, like, look, I'm, I'm a bitch about it. Like, I'm just going to say it's OK for Tristan. It's like, look at how this guy this guy has been talking shit about me on TV and behind closed doors. You want to try to apologize, but in front of everybody else in the world. You act like I'm this
0: little bitch. Okay, so you punch him in the face at a party where – Yes, because where they're all
1: drinking and stuff.
0: Y- yeah, I, I can't side with Tristan Thompson on this. I'm sorry. way, I, Tristan comes off to – Now, uh, <laughs> well, breaking news. Cleveland is throwing Tristan Thompson a parade. Cavs fans will celebrate Thompson yeah, punching just, Draymond with a parade in October. I heard about this this morning. Oh, really? Well, I just got that now, so uh, that, that's kind of funny. I, I think the it thing. Do you think he really punched him, or do you think it was more like a push in the face? Like, how? Do, if you got, punched, I think
1: he swung at him, but like, I don't know if it landed. It like, or if it landed. turned into a swing push, or yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I, I'm 100 percent on Tristan Thompson's side because if somebody offends me on national, if somebody was on national television and was like Sammy George is a bitch, like he's so, you'd punch him he's in the face. so soft. Yeah, if he came approached me like, and I was like, Nah, man, remember the story, as told is he said no, like mm-hmm. just. That means, like, stop trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, that if, and if I'm in front of, like, my wife or, like, somebody that I'm trying to, like, really, I'm supposed to be a man here. And this guy who's offended us and our family on national television is trying to apologize to me while everybody in the world still thinks he's calling me a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he wants to apologize. To me behind closed doors so no one else can has to hear about it i might swing and that's why i'm on tristan thompson's right. side well i wouldn't swing I and mean, it's not i i'd tell him to get the fuck out of my face or now just be like
0: look I, I don't know if you gave him a warning if you don't get out of my face i'm gonna punch yeah he you. said nah man leave okay. me alone so like but I, look i'm just like when i'm at someone else's party in his lebron's party let's say or anyone's party i'm not starting a fight at anyone's party that's, yeah, but that's
1: kind of besides the point. But I that's mean, about,
0: it's part of the No, because I'm
1: talking about the situation, not where they are and but what's going on. Yeah, that's part d- of the don't situation. throw a punch. That's still not my point. Don't throw a punch when you're at somebody else's party. I get that. But also, I'm just talking about Tristan and Draymond specifically, whether this was at LeBron's party or if this was on the street or if this was in the locker rooms in the back, wherever it was, wherever it was where there's no cameras. Mm-hmm. I just think – for, for Draymond, to, Draymond talked about him on the court where he got caught on audio, talked to him about him after the game right. at the parade and tried to embarrass him and embarrass his manlihood and his, like, embarrassing as a man. I side with Tristan for being, like, non-man, and then he keeps trying to talk to me, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to swing at him. And just, like, I like the reports of are saying many players have told Jason McIntyre in the big league that, like, this was coming. Like it's about time. And that's what I like about it because here's my thing. It, I know it's just basketball and I know it's on the courts a lot of times different than off the court. But if you're a guy that continually talks crap about people and pretty much like lessens your manly you're eventually going to get socked one day. And that's kind of like, that's just, that's just how it is. I mean, you've had players punch players before you've had these kind of things happen. You had Michael Jordan punch his own damn teammate because he's pissed. And sure. like, so imagine being pissed at somebody that's not on your team, somebody that's beat you in back-to-back championships and tries to embarrass you on national television. Like that's how I'm kind of seeing it. If you're looking at like, if Michael Jordan can punch his own teammate for being pissed at practice, Let's flip that. We're talking about a team that beat you twice in a row, and a guy that's tried to embarrass your manlyhood three times on national television. Yeah, but I'm not like if you if you told me the guy in a fight on the streets,
0: or they got in a fight in the locker rooms, they got a fight on the court, I'd, I'd probably be on Tristan Thompson's side. But when it's at someone else's party, and it's LeBron James's party, and the only reason you really anyone knows who Tristan Thompson is is because of LeBron James, and he probably wouldn't be dating or married to a Kardashian if it wasn't that he played with LeBron James. I'm not going to get in a fight at LeBron James's
1: party. Okay, we're talking about different things then. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about where you are. Or, but that's part, isn't that part of life? Is no, life situational? No, not in this no. fight. I mean, like, I don't care where this happened. That's my point. Like, if this happened on the basketball court, you'd say, oh, you know, it's better than he punched him in national television so all the kids could see him punch somebody on national television. No, that'd be worse. That's why what Draymond did, talking crap about a guy and his manlyhood on national television, to me, is worse than just socking a guy that kind of had it coming. Yeah, it's fair enough.
0: We'll so, agree and disagree on that. I mean, just, uh,
1: I just, it's I don't care where it is. I don't think, everyone knows you shouldn't punch somebody at a party that's not your party. Like Yeah, and that's, that's my point. That's why I can't yeah. side with Tristan. Yeah, but that's not my point. So No, I just, know. I understand I know. your you're, point. You're just taking a different approach to <laughs> yeah. this. I'm just saying that has nothing to do with my point. Big Ben for the Steelers is down 10 to 15 pounds. He's cut out carbs and sugars. Um, it looks like he's trying to be a little more Tom Brady-ish, a little more Drew Brees-ish, a little more, okay, I can't be fat at 36 and still play football. That's a good point. I, I think this good is for great for him. Yeah, But I'm also – part of his greatness is his versatility and his size. Is
0: he, that's the one th- – yeah, that's one thing. Like, Because he's so hard to get down because he's so much heavier than an average quarterback. I wonder, like, is this now he going to get sacked more? Is he not going to be able to extend plays the way he used to be able to extend plays? Or is he now just going to be quicker and maybe just doesn't get hit as much? Well,
1: he's still quick for how big he is. He yeah. is. That's, that's kind of the thing that he's going to be quicker probably. But for me, it's more about, vers- not versatility, more about durability. Like if he gets hit now, mm-hmm. I think he can still get out of hits and because he's still going to be bigger than 90% of quarterbacks. And he's still going to have the same foot speed that he has right. to spin out of these things that he always spins out of. But when he hits the ground now, 10 pounds of fat is a lot to lose to, like, or to 15. A nice cushion. Yeah, like, is that going to make him more injury-prone? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Le'Veon Bell, seen at a Miami Strip Club uh, called Rockwell the other night. Never heard um, of that one. Slapping asses with his girlfriend. This is just videos of him slapping girls' asses, drinking two bottles of Ace of Spades while he's with his girlfriend, which I found kind of odd. Um, hmm. But this goes back. Like, this guy is... <laughs> complaining, trying to get a contract and while you're at Miami and strip clubs, I still don't think the solution to getting contracts is to just not do anything. I, I just don't I see agree, that. I
0: agree with it, and I actually don't think this is
1: going to end well. I, I'm going to go out
0: on a limb here. I don't think Le'Veon Bell plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Strongly disagree. You, you don't get paid if you don't play. I so. think he's making a point here, and he'd rather preserve his body for a year and not put miles on it. Yeah, we'll see play. what kind of contract he'll get if he's a guy that doesn't
1: show up for a year. That's a good point too. I, I'm just—I really don't think this is going to end well. No, I'm, I'm not. If I'm a GM, I'm not signing him after he doesn't show up for a year. It's a, this is literally like the Kawhi Leonard situation, where a lot of people are like,
0: ah, does "Yeah, he love I know." Basketball? I agree with you. I'm, if I'm a GM, I'm not signing him either. But I think Le'Veon Bell. And he said it. He said, "If they don't give me the contract I want, I'm not playing." He said it. He said, "I I'm not going to well, play." Well, if he does that, I hope nobody signs so him. That's fair.
1: And I, would you sign him as the GM? I wouldn't. If, no. if he sat out here, I wouldn't sign him personally. Absolutely not. The Mets, George, lost twenty-five to four last night. One of the worst losses in baseball hey, history. At least they got those four run three, four runs. They were yeah, because they were down twenty-five you nothing. Know? I think or twenty-five Five to one. one yeah. Um, but Jose Reyes ended up pitching. I Think ended up with a uh, eighty-four ERA. Um, which is going to be nice on his little on his uh, career back, resume. Back of his baseball card. <laughs> yeah, like 84 ERA. Um, he pegged a couple of guys. It was funny because his 54-mile-per-hour fastball was hitting guys, and they were faking going uh, charging the mound. And I thought it was just kind of hilarious. And that's, man, the Mets, they went from starting off the year pretty good, collapsing as always. Tim Tebow is out for the year now. can't even be called up in September. I know. Losing games by 25. Knicks suck right now. Um, the Islanders are still paying that goalie That goalie whoever he is And the Mets are still paying that guy It's a tough New York sports. sometimes there's, there's like always one really good side To New York sports And then just one awful side I know um, Do you like how I worked in that goalie? Yeah, whatever his name is. You don't know his name, though. No, do you? No. Uh, J.A. Happ got traded to the Yankees and um, now has a hand, foot, and mouth disease. He's in the hospital (laughs) for. I saw that. Second player to get it this year. Really? Noah Syndergaard got it earlier this year. Noah Syndergaard got it, though, from a camp with kids because it's a kids thing that you get where you get, like, hives and have trouble opening your mouth and your feet get swollen and stuff. Um, We are still unsure how J.A. Happ has gotten it, but he might be playing in a week. Yeah, kind of it's, weird, it's, right? It sounds gross. Yeah, I, I'm not Foot, that big fan.
0: Mouth and hands.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of. Like, I how thing. does it go here,
0: here, and here, and it misses like your stomach? Because it's
1: growth. like a kid's thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's but weird. With The skin. Uh, I have no idea. Me either. Um, LeBron, t- yesterday on the Rachel Nickers Rachel Nichols interview, he had uh, says the team will embrace um, no one believing in them, and I kind of kind of believe that. This is gonna be a year for them where they're really embracing, kind of like last year, where the Knicks or where the Cavs really played well because I felt like nobody believed in them and they had some big moments in the playoffs when nobody believed in them. And I think this Lakers team is better than that Cavs team last year.
0: I completely agree. I think the I think the Lakers are gonna surprise a lot of people because I, unlike a lot of like veteran teams, that know they can just kind of go through the motions and get into the playoffs this lakers team has a bunch of young guys who've never been there before like brandon ingram lonzo ball josh Hart, kyle kuzma who want to also prove that hey i don't want to get traded from the los angeles lakers and lebron james team so i better show up to play this year
1: yeah that's gonna be 100 percent. it they they literally like Wow, we have four years in a row of a chance to win a ring as a Laker. Right. I can go down as a legend, so I better I better step take my shit up. Of, yeah yeah I better play good. Um, two more quick topics: Serena Williams loses her most lopsided loss of her career. Um, she's been struggling a little bit since she had a baby. Yeah, um, she won a Wimbledon, wasn't it, when she was pregnant? Or yeah, which is
0: know? still one of the most remarkable things I've ever heard. Yeah,
1: and. But she, she just lost her worst lopsided. Uh, and she's saying a lot of it has to do with she's been having a lot of mental problems with, like, the being away from the kid and stuff. So it's kind of interesting how that's going down. Um, I feel like she's the type of girl, though, that will make a... She'll she'll come back and, like, win some big yeah, oh, in yeah, the next yeah, couple yeah. months. Um, she, she, man, she's really one of the greatest athletes of all time. But it just sucks to see... It. It's interesting, especially for a woman, like... They do go through these kind of things like pregnancy, where a man really is never, gonna go never, through yeah, never <laughs> gotten, like
0: it's like out six months of pregnant. Yeah, like so. I hope unless you're just, Kyle Seager,
1: but that's a yeah, person. he has a paternity leave, but no one cares about that. <laughs> Today in sports, last topic: the Pirates this year traded their two best players, right, right. Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutchen, um, in the off season, and then of course somehow, like we talked about yesterday in baseball, it's so interesting. Somehow they're in the race for the playoffs and after trading their two best players this offseason now they trade for chris archer a great two-time all-star pitcher right. from the rays um, while they're fighting for this playoff berth yeah, it's it, funny how it, it works. shows you never you never know look at the
0: phillies and braves are leading the NL east right now
1: and they the, they're two worst teams in baseball last year possibly i know the, the braves i know bad. the braves were the worst team in baseball last year and right phillies were right there with them yeah. they both were just awful all right g all right man episode 448 of sant live Go check out Saint Shop, www.sontshop.com. You can get your goat collection, new LA brawn gear. You can get a little bit of everything. Go check it out. Hats, T-shirts, everything you want. Go look at it. Beanies, whatever it is. And you can get Sont Sports gear as well. If you're listening live, you can get our podcast. If you ever missed a live show at iTunes and on SoundCloud, just type in S-O-N-T Sports, Sont Sports which stands for sports on tap for those that don't know if you're listening to the podcast though you could also find us live on facebook twitter or youtube at SonSports sports every day 10 a.m pacific time and you can also find us on instagram at Son sports just for social media purposes george this is sports on tap and this is sports radio redefined Summer's
0: almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance hurry in fast these deals won't last the sale ends soon at old navy and old valid in store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824 excludes in-store clearance bubbles active licensed and men's package tees Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. In these hard
1: economic times,
0: you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you do own a car, truck, or SUV made from 1999 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star one one four nine on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from 1999 or higher, and all repairs for your engine, transmission and much more can become a thing of the past. Dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right, total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's star star 1149. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now. Dial star star 1149.